Park Tae-sun married his wife before he passed the exam. On 1878, a wonderful boy named Park Hae-sun was born. Being bright and brilliant like his father, Hae-sun was a fast learner. Park Tae-sun and Hae-sun spent their time together through reading and writing. Park Tae-sun wanted to be like his stepfather Mr. Park. He wanted to be a father and a teacher to his son. Park Tae-sun taught Hae-sun how to read while Hae-sun was a child. As Hee-san grew older, Tae-san taught him how to write. One thing that was special and different from other young bun uh, was that Tae-san taught both Hangul and Hancha. Being able to read and write Hancha was the young bun's pride. Not many young bun learned Hangul, and many of them refused to learn Hangul. Tae-san wanted Hee-san to share what he taught to him. When Tae-san was young, he desired to have someone or some sources to teach him. Tae-san wanted to give a chance and help someone who was like young Tae-san. Someone who was gifted but had no chance. Park Tae-san always said to Hae-san to share your knowledge, that wisdom is not only for yourself but to help others. And Miss Park said to Hae-san to be kind to others, to care for others. So Hae-san did so. He shared his knowledge to the poor and cared for others. The Park family was a loving and caring family. After Park Tae-san passed away, Hae-san inherited his father's legacy. Although Tae-san passed away, Hae-san led the family well. However, that happiness didn't last forever. Soon after 1905, their life changed dramatically. Even though Mr. Park told little Hae-san that he should try to find a way out of any situation, you could say that for young Hae-san, this became a kind of a credo. Only Hae-san wouldn't be Hae-san if he didn't do it in his own style. He began to give the future to others, in other words, to share the way out. He still had a long way to go to become a mentor, but he had acquired the skills of a teacher by teaching the poor, which could not but please his father. But Hae-san didn't forget to study himself, particularly with his wise father and wealthy uncle, this wasn't a problem. At least until 1894, with the outbreak of the Sino-Japanese War, the occasion for which was an influence in Korea, Hae-san turned his attention to Japan. As a 16-year-old teenager, he was already aware of many changes in his country and the ideas of Korean Enlightenment groups, but he wanted to know more. This led him to start studying Japanese in secret from his father. His father loved his family and negatively viewed Japan's imperialist ambitions. It is difficult to determine exactly what might happen in early 1895, but from that moment on, Hae-san stopped communicating with his father. It is difficult to determine exactly what might have happened in early 1895, but from that moment on, Hae-san stopped communicating with his father. Whether this might have influenced Tae-san untimely death later that year, it is hard to say. He continued to communicate with his mother for some time, but she decided to go to her in-laws, Tae-san's brother. At the same time, since his mother didn't leave uh, Hae-san penniless, Thanks to his inheritance, Hae-san could safely continue learning Japanese and getting a job teaching in a school, given his family name and skills that were superior to many. By the time the Russo-Japanese War broke out, Hae-san was already well-versed in Japanese, enabling him to deepen his knowledge of the country. However, due to the further development of national movements in Korea, he had to hide his hobby and periodically used illegal trade to obtain reading materials from abroad. It is difficult to say what went through the mind of Hae-san, brought up by his father and the percepts of Mr. Park, which he still remembered about his love of his country and, on the other hand, his passionate hobby and fascination with a seemingly hostile country. 
Rising through the ranks of his career, Heisan was not only a honorary teacher, but also gave private lessons to the children of influential people. Perhaps these connections would be the tipping point for Heisan. After all, the fateful moment had come, the signing of the treaty of how Korea fell under the Japanese protectorate. Heisan experienced extremely mixed feelings of national bitterness and fervent enthusiasm. Thanks to his acquaintances, he was able to put his skills to the test for the first time, for he believed he had been honored to meet with some Japanese officials through connections. It was also there that he would meet the still young daughter of one of the officials, Hanako Hinomoto. Perhaps Heisan was interested in Hanako's father, so he watched the development of Heisan and Hanako's relationship through his fingers. This would lead to the fact that in 1910, they would have to marry, as they had a daughter. Whether it's a coincidence or not, she will be born a little later than when Korea became Japanese, and Heisan's daughter will be named Akari, Akari Park. It may or may not be a coincidence that this meeting, Hanako's father's relationship, and the child may save Heisan from death, as from that moment a radical purge will start in Korea, which will greatly change Heisan's view of Japan. 